Welcome, Soul Sister, to Her Soul Lace Podcast. This is your host, Jillian Baez. On this podcast, we talk all things healing and help women evolve and renew themselves to reach their best self. We will cover topics such as inner work, health and wellness, self-love, entrepreneurship, and so much more. So if you're ready, light yourself a candle, grab your favorite drink, sit back, and enjoy. episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Chanel Janae, who is a manifestation queen. She knows all about mindset, and we spoke a little bit about how to ditch the inner critic who's always giving you bad advice, how to manifest and the steps that are necessary, and she also gave us a little bit of her personal story as to what led her to do this work. So if you're interested and want to hear more, girl, you do not want to miss out. Continue on listening. you so much for being on the podcast today. I honestly have been looking up to you since I discovered coaching and thinking about what niche I wanted to go into. You were one of the pages where I was looking and I was like, oh my God, this work really resonates with me. So I'm so honored and so happy that you were able to jump on the podcast today. So thank you so much. Um, can you just tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. And thank you so much. That seriously means the world to me. Like I said, like just hearing that it resonates with people and it's something that you're looking up to, looking at my page. Hopefully it's not all that cursing that's in there. That's like distracting, but I'm glad that love it you're all. looking at it. Oh, thank you. But yeah, so I'm a mindset and manifestation coach. I'm shifting actually my business currently. I, I used to work with all women in general, but now I'm shifting to only working with entrepreneurs and coaches who are obviously women to help them get out of their head and into their soul so they could start manifesting abundance in their life, in their business. So always focusing on getting rid of those limiting beliefs, healing from your past and doing a little bit of that shadow work to help with the manifestation process. Yeah, that's so important. And that's why I really do this work. It really trickles down to every areas of your life. So I love that, you know, you're really shifting that to talk about how people can manifest, you know, abundance in their business too. So tell us what got you into doing this kind of work. (laughs) Well, um, I think what got me into it the most was just going through my own personal journey. Like I have had a roller coaster of a life from the time that I was a kid. And things got really extreme when I was a teenager, then they died down and they got really extreme again when I was in college. So um, I had my own abandonment issues for a really long time because my parents got divorced super early on. They separated probably when I was about one. My dad was an addict. Um, He wasn't around. So that's where my abandonment issues came and like not being good enough. Um, Growing up with a single parent, a lot of scarcity, a lot of lack when it came to money and things that you can and cannot have and what you can and cannot afford. Um, Super, super conditioned into like, you need to go to college because my mom didn't go to college. So it was a mandatory for us to go to college, get a degree. That's the only way we could be successful to make money, all that. Um, And just like my self-worth issues and my abandonment issues manifested a lot of toxic and abusive relationships for me for a very, very long time. And just experiencing that and experiencing experiencing loss in so many different ways so between relationships feeling like I lost myself so many times um, a lot of my friends a lot of my family passed away my cousin passed away when she was 18 from cancer and seeing her go through that from the time she was like 15 16 years old was super gnarly and you know losing friends from depression and suicide and everything else like I just went on my own journey basically after 
my last relationship was, um, it was weird because it was like toxic, but like not toxic. It was toxic, not in it of her and I, but it was very mm-hmm. toxic because of external factors that were in play. Sure. And I got in a really, really bad car accident. And I don't talk about this a lot, but I actually got a DUI that day too. Mm-hmm. And my car um, was spinning out on the freeway on a Friday night in Oakland, California. Like, oh, so you know God. the freeway's busy. My car was spinning out across like four or five lanes and the percentage that my car did not get T-boned, like it's literally almost impossible, but no other car hit me and my car stopped right before I hit a wall, like right before I hit the opposite wall. And at that point, I just like everything shifted for me. And I was like, yo, like, this th- is, I, yeah. yeah, I literally just cheated death. Like, I just got off with like a DUI, which sucks. But like, again, my fault, you know, like, even though the reason I was driving was to go protect someone that I really cared about and someone that like really needed my help, you know, I still shouldn't have been driving. So it's my fault. But mm-hmm. I really did cheat death in that moment. And I just switched the gear. And I was like, there's no more playing like, I do this work, and I dedicate to it. And then I let a toxic relationship throw me off, or I let one thing throw me off. But like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, this isn't the life I can continue to live and like, be okay with it. So I just went ham like I went ham in personal development I invested in mentors I invested in books and resources and courses and like anything and everything I could put my hands on live events like it wasn't like how I can't afford this or whatever it was how can I afford this figuring out how to get myself in the room and around the right people and getting the right mentors and once I started doing that obviously I got introduced to what the coaching world is and I was like I can just teach people all the stuff I learned to get paid for it. This is awesome. So (laughs) yeah, I ended up switching into the coaching industry and I absolutely fell in love. I love working with people who are exactly where I once was and are going through the same things and being like, girl, I got you and being able to to hand them all that strategy and seeing how much their life transforms in a matter of weeks. It's amazing. So that's pretty much how I got into this was just going on my own journey and discovering this industry and being able to go in and drop all of my nuggets in there and help women transform their own lives. Yeah. Oh my God. That was such a powerful story. I mean, A lot of it really starts with like your own personal journey and your own personal testimony. And that makes you kind of shift and want to do this work for other people. Because I Mm kind of had a similar story where I was dealing with so much depression and anxiety and all of these things where I was such a low point and dark place in my life. And I really had to try to figure it out. Like you said, try to figure out how can I get out of this and how can I put myself in rooms to get better? Um, Not just, you know, mentally but emotionally and all of the things so thank you for sharing that story such a powerful one and I think all of us come from having some sort of experience and wanting to help others so oh yeah absolutely yeah so mindset is super important in everything that we do right and a lot of times I share with my audience that our belief systems is really developed at a young age when we are growing up and all of these things right and so Sometimes, not even sometimes, all the time, it needs updating. We need to change that belief system. So what advice do you have for someone trying to go about creating this change? 
Well, I think with changing, I'm super into, I, I did go to college and I actually majored in psychology. So I'm super into like habit building, neural pathways and stuff like that. So when you're trying to shift like your beliefs or your habits, you have to form that new neural pathway, right? Mm. And I think that people just want to like grab onto something and believe it and just like kind of like, I'm going to do affirmations and that's what's going to happen. It's going to rewire my brain and I'm going to have this new belief, but it's not, it's not enough. Like it, there's a pre-work and there's the actual work and the result And the pre-work is always thinking about, okay, how is this limiting belief or how is this limiting habit or behavior or whatever? What is this costing me by thinking this way, by acting this way, by behaving this way? Like what is this actually costing me? Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think so many times we just don't even focus on our why of why we want to change it. But we have to see, like, we have to, Tony Robbins always talks about this, like pain versus pleasure and pain points and looking at how much pain we're getting from one thing. And we have to look at that pain that is causing us to hold on to these things. And then our mind kind of is like, okay, like, I, I think I can change this behavior. I want to change this behavior, right? Mm. And that's when I go into polarity and I'm like, okay, if I'm, smoking weed all the time or whatever every single day like what what do I want to change that with obviously the polar opposite of not smoking weed at all anymore right right and then that's when you have to have that clarity with the polarity and then it's just action from that point on is just what is this costing me I don't want it anymore let me form this new neural pathway and every single time you want to like go back and um like revert back to this behavior, this belief or whatever, you have to stop yourself and be like, how is this serving me? What is it costing me to like do this and believe this? Like, I don't want this anymore. Let me go back to this. And I always say this to my clients all the time. It's just, I don't know if I could cuss on here, but it's like, don't, okay. Like don't commit to your bullshit. Like when you catch yourself in that moment and you're like, oh my God, I'm smoking weed again. And I want to stop smoking weed. I don't know why I'm using that as an example, but like I'm smoking weed again right now. I don't want to be doing that instead of being like, well, I'm going to finish this backwood or I'm going to clear this bowl really quick. Like be like, no, like don't commit to your bullshit. Be like, this isn't what I want anymore. I decided that I want to step out of that because this is costing me blah, blah, blah. Like my relationship with my girlfriend or like I, I don't like how I smell after like that, like I'm not focused or da, 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 da. Like, I don't want that. Put the blunt down, <laughs> put the bong down, like, you know, like yeah. walk away from your BS, like stop committing to it. And I think that's the biggest thing is once we catch ourselves in it, we don't decide to shift out of it. We're like, oh, well, I'm already doing it. So I'll just try tomorrow or I'll do this or I'll do that. Like, no, it starts today right now and consciously coaching yourself through it. Yeah, that's so good because you have to make that conscious effort. Like you have Mm -hmm. to be conscious and be aware that it's happening. Like you said, creating those new neurologic connections and saying, hold on, this is not what I want. And what is this something that I can do in in replacement to to get out of this habit? Yeah. You have to replace it with something else because it's like, I don't know how to explain. I'm like thinking of an example. Look at me looking for metaphors and analogies (laughs) and stuff like that. But if you're doing something every single day, like you're used to being stimulated in that way every single day so you need to replace it with something else or that's where things get complicated and I think that's the thing too with like quitting things cold turkey or whatever quitting smoking like it's so admirable but it's hard you know and that's Mm -hmm. why I'm like even one of my clients she smokes cigarettes and she's like I want to stop smoking cigarettes and we already replaced her cigarettes with something else like those like um 
uh, essential oil, like vapes or whatever. Okay. So it's just essential oils. And so she still gets like the breathing and the action of smoking. And like we threw in some breathwork exercises too. It's like you're still smart. getting that stimulation, but you're not smoking cigarettes anymore. You know, it's like, we still need to be stimulated in some way. We just need to replace that stimulation. With something better. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. So talking about that, you know, when we're trying to create different habits and create different things, a lot of resistance will come in the way. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the main things that I even see with my clients. The first couple of weeks or the first month, it's resistance because they're just so used to being in that pattern for so many years. And so what are some things you can do when that resistance is coming in the way? Like what advice do you give on that? It's the same thing of like, just touching back in, like what, what is this costing you? What effect does it have on your life by you doing this or partaking in this action? Like for me, when like what I'm trying to shift right now is my patience. Like, and I noticed, I don't know what it is, but the last couple of months, my wire has been so short and I'm going to be real. Like I've been such a bitch lately and I like catch it in the moment and my mom pointed it out and like my fiance is so nice he doesn't say anything to me but I catch in the moment and I like stop and I apologize and I know it's my patience mm. and it's something that I, I do want to work on but instead of like continuing it in the moment like I catch myself and I'm like oh my god look at how you're acting right now like you're offending your mother you're offending your fiance or whatever like you're being someone who's not pleasant to be around like why do you keep doing this? And like, it's also digging back into the source, right? Because exactly what you said, we're conditioned from the time that we're kids, like from society, our parents, everything else. And you got to be like, where is this coming from? And for me, my lack of patience is built up frustration because I never sorted it out and I never really dealt with it or expressed it or whatever. It's pent up frustration. So every time someone like needs something from me or they're asking me of something and I'm busy doing something else or whatever, I'm already like at the capacity. I'm already Mm -hmm. like about to explode because I'm holding everything in, you know? So it's also having time for like healthy expression and healthy release and everything else, which is why like for myself and my patients and everything else, I need some sort of release again. So I'm going back into dancing and like, that's what I want to do to get my energetic release is being able to dance and express myself through movement. And I get that like physical exertion as well, but it's not at the sake of, you know, someone else's emotions or feelings or something like that. So I have to look at, okay, what is this costing me? Who am I hurting by doing this action? How can I take that energy and put it somewhere else? Yeah. You know, one of the interesting things that you said um, is really digging back to the source, like where is this coming from? I do that all the time. And just even saying like, you know, I'm upset, but why? Mm-hmm. But why? Like, if you just say that question, if you just ask yourself that question, why, for whatever it is, you will literally start finding and dig into that point where it's like, oh, now I know where this is coming from, right? Yeah. So just asking yourself that, simple question of why why do you feel like that where's this coming from and allowing yourself to be free to express yourself and feel into Mm -hmm. your feelings yeah and someone was talking about like an exercise or something of just going exactly what you said but why over and over again like i'm feeling frustrated but why because i don't have a lot of energy but why because i've been doing this this this, and that but why because i need to get a b c d done by this amount of time but why because i need to meet the end just going mm-hmm. over and over and over again and digging deeper then you get to this crazy root and you're like oh my god <laughs> How did I get here? Right. yeah exactly it's like the rabbit hole that you go down of like your responsibility and you're just like whoa yeah <laughs> 
Just ask yourself that question. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that you specifically uh, mentioned a lot is the inner critic. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about what is the inner critic and how can that kind of create fear when we're trying to go after our goals? Ooh, our inner critic, AKA our our inner mean girl, for sure. Like, it's just always my old coach, Rachel Joy, she, she calls it your inner mean girl. And it's so true. So your inner critic is just that voice in your head that's always telling you that you're not good enough, that you can't have this or that, that you can't, that you can't, that you can't, that you can't, that you can't. Mm. And I hate that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I hate her so much. <laughs> Seriously. And like, I, oh man, I have put like a, an, an identity on her, like that she's a whole ass person, like outside of me. Like she's not even my truth. Like I don't even acknowledge her as something real. And it's something that I've been able to do at a pretty pretty young age luckily for me for most things like when it comes to opportunity I've been able to be all like whatever and I just go I'm like I want to do this I'm going to do this I want to do this I'm going to do this like I used to DJ before I was a coach and I was DJing like in like major clubs in San Francisco and stuff and I mean I wasn't even the best like it was weird how that happened but whatever you know like anything I want to do like I just jump to it but the inner critic is just it's just not identifying with it right and it's connecting it to our pain and our truth and what our story is that we've been telling ourselves that limiting story so again how you're talking about conditioning at a young age like the way our brain works and oh my gosh I've learned so much about this because I'm getting certified for hypnosis too and it's so crazy the way our brains work yeah it's insane so basically our our inner critic i i think it's the same thing as in hypnosis what hypnosis is is like separating your unconscious and your conscious mind right and then you have your critical faculty which is like a a filter system or whatever for like resistance and stuff like that like your limiting beliefs and everything else and hypnosis is being able to go through that and to allow suggestion without that filter there and the filter is formed from our experiences, our traumatic experiences, things that were powerful, these feelings, the first time that we did something, it, it like is like, okay, the first time that you saw a dog, it bit you. So dogs are bad. Brain just filters it like that. Or our mind just filters it like that, right? It's like, oh no, you did that before and it wasn't good. Oh no, you saw so-and-so go through that and it wasn't good. Oh, remember that one time that you saw da 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 Yeah, that's not a good thing. You don't need to do that. Like that's what it comes from. It's not even exactly a truth. So I always sit back when it comes to inner critic and I'm just like, mm, okay, is this true? Is it really true? Like, what's the proof that it's true? Where did this come from? What, like, who am I with this thought? Who am I without this thought? And I really just like go through those questions every single time that I, I, I know it's my inner critic and it's getting to me like more than usual. Cause like I said, I've put an identity on her and I've made her like a separate entity for me and like a whole different person. Right. And I'm just like, okay, so this is like, I always consider ego too. Ego is like your friend who like wants to help you out, but she just like stays giving you hella bad advice all the time. Like she's giving the worst advice, but she has good intention. Your inner critic is kind of ish the same thing. Like her and ego are like twins. And like, she's just like, basically like, no dude, like don't do that. It's bad. You don't want to do that, blah, blah, blah. But she is trying to protect you, you know? Like she's just trying to like look out and make sure you're good. And I've been able to be like, okay, I can either like to me there's no there's no option like there's no it's not worth it to me I'm like I could either stay in this place exactly where I am right now and never know 
or I can just try something and see like if it does work and if I am successful, then I just made a whole thing. But then if it doesn't work, what happens? What's the worst that can happen? I stay exactly where I am right now. Like, why would I not risk that? You know? So I just kind of like push her to the side and I'm like, Hey girl, I know you're trying to look out for me and I totally get it. But I think that you're coming from that one time when my mom said, da 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 da, da and that's not true because I'm looking at this proof around me and A, B, and C is happening. That makes it like, it's proof to me that I can do this and I can achieve this and I can have this. So I'm going to choose to put you aside right now and kind of like let you do your thing. And I'm just going to keep moving forward. So I think like putting a identity on her and like not having it be a part of you but its own separate entity and be like I get you girl your intentions are good but like nah like you know and like just like sideswiping her it's so yeah it's so helpful because you're just like "Mm, this is my friend right now trying to give me advice it's like my single friend who hasn't had a relationship in 10 years is trying to give me marriage advice. I see you boo. And I love you, but I can't listen to you, you know, because it's the same thing. Cause what she's holding on to what she is in your inner critic, what she is holding on to is her experience from your childhood or your experience from this one time and not the reality of life. And like what's possible it's holding on to one thing just like your single friend who hasn't had a relationship in 10 years is holding on to her intake on relationships based on other people or what she's seen or whatever but she hasn't had her own experience in 10 years right yeah so that's the way to look at it I love that you said giving it its own identity really shifts everything because sometimes we feel like oh the inner critic or I have limiting beliefs it just feels like so like not tangible right it just feels like where's this coming from and I don't know how I can fix this and it's just in my mind and it feels like it's just too difficult to deal with but if you can just give it that identity yeah you have to call bullshit on your on your inner critic and your limiting beliefs period (laughs) I love it so let's shift a little bit to talk about manifesting because I know that's another area you discuss a lot about on your Instagram and um, I recently just started getting into manifestation so what are um, the steps into manifesting would you say okay the first thing I'm going to say about manifestation that I talk about all the time is that People seem to think that manifestation is either just law of action or law of attraction and it's solitude, but it is not. It is a dance between the two. And it's so, 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 so important to know that in manifestation that Mm -hmm. you do have to take action too, but it is also law of attraction and energetics and what you're putting out there and what you're ready to receive. So I think the first step to manifestation is just clarity, like clarity of what you want and why you want it. The why you want it is so, so, so important. So like, for example, if I'm trying to manifest 10 new clients or something like that, I always pick something so random, but 10 clients, right? I want to manifest 10 clients. What kind of clients do I want to manifest? How do I want to manifest them? Like, do I want them to all be off Instagram? Do I want them to reply to something on my email list? Like, do I want um, like them to be exactly like me? Like, do I want like how like what do I want them to be like and why? And the why is so important. So I'll be like, okay, if I have ten clients, that's going to create a whole bunch of abundance for me. If I if I sign ten clients in a month, that's a hundred k month for me, right? Like right. minimum. So I'm just like, holy crap, like if I sign that that's $100,000 in a month, what can I do with $100,000? Well, shit, I can 
I can donate like 20% of that or use that to back causes that I care about or invest in other businesses that I care about that are going to help the world to leave this bigger footprint. But I can't do that right now because I don't have the resources to do so. If I made $100,000 in a month, I'd be able to help my mom with her debt. I'd be able to give her some money so that she didn't have to pay her house payment for a couple months. Like I'm thinking of all these people that I can help with and all the things I could do with this money. I can invest in, in growing my team. My team is small right now. I need a bigger team. Like I need people to handle the things that I don't want to do in my business. And that way I'm more focused in on my zone of genius of showing up and everything else. Like you want to know the why and be super clear on your why. So once you do that, you want to create the vision and be like, okay, like visualize it literally. What's it going to be like having that hundred thousand dollars in those 10 clients. And I visualize the whole process. Like, Oh, I just got this email from a client and she's signing her contract right now. And it's going in my ever sign and I'm seeing my Stripe account and it's blowing up and then I'm starting to get this money. And then I'm going down to the Bay and I'm going to go see my mom and I'm going to hand her a fat ass check. And then I'm going to see my mom's excitement. I'm going to hear her voice getting excited in my mind. I'm going to taste some Moscato because that's what my mom likes to drink. And I will toast to it. And like, I'll smell like dinner cooking because we're going to have a dinner to celebrate. Like you want to tap into all of your senses and have this vision placed into your mind's eye of what it's going to be like. And you're feeling the feeling, right? Cause it's all energetics. It's all energetics. And so in me saying that it's all energetics, you create this vision, right? But you also have to have like those activities that you can always fall back on when you're feeling like straight shit to like make you happy again. So for me, it's like going outside, it's meditating, it's listening to my affirmations, it's watching business trainings. I don't know why, but that hypes me up and it makes me feel hella good every time. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm just like, yeah, I'm putting action. I don't know what it is, but it makes me feel good. <laughs> so like, those are all my default things that feel good. So if I ever get out of alignment, get out of that energy of abundance, I tap back into those things that make me feel good that I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm making moves. I'm making moves. Right. And then after that, you have to go into um, letting go of how it's going to come to you, releasing the how. It's not important how it's going to come to you. Like, just trust that it is. But at the same time, you're like, what action can I take that's going to move the needle forward a little bit? So for me, like, I don't know how these clients are going to come, these 10 clients or whatever. I don't know, quote unquote, how, but I know the actions I could take. I could send emails out to my email list. I could show up on Instagram stories every single day. I could, um, like speak at more speaking events. I could, you know, there's all kinds of things I could do. So I write down those actions or whatever. Then I create a plan and, um, alarms and reminders on my phone. I make a schedule. I'm like, okay, I'm going to show up live on these three days. I'm going to do this on these days. Every morning at 10 AM I'm waking up and I'm doing my, my, um, affirmations and my meditation and da, 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 da. And I have this schedule set in my mind and I have that clarity and I have the accountability that I'm going to make sure I do it. Yeah. Excuse me. And then my last step when I get to the end of it is just, um, surrendering and embodying. So I think again, of all of those feelings that I felt of me having those 10 clients in that hundred K that month or whatever. And I'm like, what are like, what's it going to feel like? What's it going to feel like? And I tap inside energy every day. I visualize it every day. And I, I like walk, talk, act as if I already have it. Like it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And I trust that it's coming. I'm like, I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. The universe always delivers. God always delivers the angels, the guides, all that they deliver. They deliver for me every single time in their own divine timing. It's not about when I want it or when I need it or whatever. They're just going to drop in, in that divine timing. And I know that it's coming. And the surrender is so important because when you're attaching to, I need 
10 clients or my life is over or whatever, that's scarcity, that's lack. And that is the biggest manifestation cock block that you, that will ever exist. Like ever, you cannot cock block your own manifestation with any feelings of scarcity and lack of not having enough of needing something of you don't have enough right now, or like without this, you failed or whatever. Like you cannot operate from that energy because you're attracting a like frequency. If you're on a frequency of scarcity and lack, you are down here. There's no way that you can attract a hundred thousand dollar earner frequency. That's all the way up here. You need to be a match. And that's why I emphasize so much, like putting it in your mind's eye, visualizing, feeling the feels, walking, talking, like you have it all already and just embodying that because in having those different activities right to fall back on on days that you're not feeling good or you feel like poop or like whatever you have all those things to keep lifting you back up into this frequency so that you can call in the like energy yeah you can't send those mixed signals those mixed energies because then it doesn't know what you want, right? Yeah, the universe is like, whoa. <laughs> and that's why gratitude is so important too, right? Because like, I always talk about this over and over again, because gratitude is a super high frequency. And also the universe is like a friend. And I use this example all the time that I got from Catherine Zinkina. Like, if you gave your friend a birthday gift, and you're so juiced to give it to her, and you're like, hell yeah, she's gonna love it, like da da da, and you give her a gift, and she's all like, ew, I don't want this, what the hell, like, why would you give me this, da da da, would you ever get her a gift yeah, again? No. Like, <laughs> hell no, nah. and the universe works the same way, bro, like, I'm telling you, like, if you're not grateful for the things you already have, why would it give you more? So right. gratitude just serves multiple purposes in the manifestation process. So yeah. that's my like whole rainbow of the process. <laughs> I love that you broke it down like that because it really is true. I recently just manifested my nine to five, my new job. And I shared with, with my audience on Instagram where I literally just wrote it in my journal and I went specific i was like i want colored painted walls i want bean bags i want catered lunch three times a week i want this much money i'm gonna have five co-workers and i was girl and as soon as it came it was everything i put on that book yeah and so i did my work right i i wrote it down then i went and i looked for job applications applied and then when that job came it was everything i didn't even know i was walking into everything i had just written down you were like oh my god <laughs> congratulations and that's amazing. thank you yeah but it's um i just wanted to share that as my testimony that manifesting really does work mm-hmm. and you really just have to get yourself in alignment and believe and get out of your head and get out of that you know limiting beliefs and that inner critic and just get into higher alignment yeah, absolutely. And that's even an ex- another manifesta- manifestation exercise is scripting of, of like journaling, like what you did, but writing it in the present tense and being like, I'm so happy and grateful that I have this house over my head and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's kind of like visualizing in the present tense or whatever, but just like writing it down. And that's the same thing for my house that we, we bought this house back in July or whatever. And when we were house hunting, this house was exactly what I wanted. The only difference between this and the house that I thought I wanted was it was a two-story house, but Oh God, if I had a two-story house right now, I would freaking hate it. So like (laughs) it worked out. Yeah, it worked out exactly what I wanted. There's definitely misconceptions. I think when I first heard about it, I seen the secret and it just looked like to me, like you could just get, like, you could just think of something and it will come. 
and yeah. people miss the like hello you have to put actions like think it and you can have it and you're missing like the magic of it or in like the work of it or whatever and they make it seem like it's something that it's not and then people get so frustrated when they're doing when they're saying i'm a millionaire i'm a millionaire i'm a millionaire every day and they don't become a freaking millionaire talking about that how can limiting beliefs get in the way of manifesting oh my god so i mean it's the it's the same thing as resistance, right? Like if you have these limiting beliefs and you think that you can't do it, you can't tap into the energy of having it, right? Like manifesting is emotion. It's emotion, it's frequency, it's energetics. It's like you're creating your own frequency when it comes to your thoughts. Like every thought and belief has a frequency. So if you have these limiting beliefs, like obviously you don't have the belief that you can have something or achieve something. So your vibration is extremely low. Your frequency is low. So if you're trying to manifest something that's high frequency, you're just simply not a match. And that's mm-hmm. all it is, is being that energetic or vibrate, whatever, you, like all these words are synonymous, right? And energetics, uh, frequency, vibes, you know, all that stuff is synonymous. But like, if you are at a low frequency, you can't attract a high frequency period. And that's why when it comes to limiting beliefs, I always say like, go back and be like, where did this come from? Is this even my belief? Is this even true? And so right. just doing the digging and like, I always like think of like those people with the hammer and the chisel and they're like sculpting. One at a time. Yeah. A little by little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it. That's right. So one of the last questions that I ask everyone on the podcast is what is a mantra you live by and why? Mm, if not this, then something better. Mm. Because it that's always the truth. Every single time, whenever you think you want something and you think that you're trying to call something in and you don't get it or whatever, you get something so much better. And like the universe is always conspiring to take care of you, to make you wealthy, to make you abundant, to make you happy. Like God didn't create this earth or like the universe didn't, wasn't created for us to like not be abundant and for us to not be happy and for us to be miserable, you know, like there is an abundance frequency. We just have to tap into it. So it's always for me, if not this and something better. So good. I've been recently tapping into that myself. So I love that you said that one. If, if there's anything you take away from this podcast episode and you're listening in, please let it be. If not this, then something better. Like the universe is always taking care of you. The universe always has your back. Tell the people where they can find you, your socials and all of that good stuff. So you can find me on Instagram. It's at Chanel, C-H-A-N-E-L-L-E dot Janae, J-A-N-A-E. And then I have a free Facebook group and I'm always sending my girls love in there. I just did a free five-day challenge in there and you can actually get access to that until Friday. I'm taking it down. It'll be being sold as a course, but the Facebook group is called The Limitless Woman by Chanel Janae. And by typing that into Facebook, uh, you'll be able to find it. Thank you so much, girl. It has been a pleasure. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And as always, thank you so much for all the support. Don't forget to leave me a review and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I love you girls so, so, so much. Continue to shine, continue to kill it. And I will catch you on the next episode.